on to it. Hewitt in trouble. Henderson, well, he's a bit stiff, I reckon. Rowan, Cousins, Cousins. Yeah, first gamer. They're going to be hard to beat now. Sean Burgoyne from 52. It's online. It's all about the distance. I think it's a goal. I think he's got it. And the skipper put them in front with anything. Good, long, straight kick. He does. Marco's pulled the rabbit out of the hat. The rabbit is out of the hat. There it is. The Hawks have won by six. Jared Ruffhead has kicked a match-winning goal. Well, it was a fine case of deja vu this past Friday night. The Mighty Hawks recorded another famous win on the road, a clutch kick from outside 50, stunning the Swans yet again. This time around, the part of Cyril Rioli was played by Jared Ruffhead, while Sean Burgoyne reprised his usual role beautifully, producing what might be the team's best win of the season. Yes, we're in good spirits this week, and we've got plenty to get through. Hello, I'm Nick Mason, and welcome to the most must-hear podcast for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. And joining me is a man who never doubted us, not even once. G'day, Tiz. How's it going? Not even once. Not even once. You really didn't, though. Do you recall like us trading messages throughout the game? Before the game, I thought we were pretty <laughs> stuffed. But uh, <laughs> as the injuries started to mount and Hawthorne looked on... Let's let's put that out. There. Well, they did, yeah. We've, we've had some good first quarters this year. I know we speak a lot about third quarters, but we started well yet again, and we looked on. Even even Whitecross was starting really well. That that market. <laughs> How get... backhanded do you want to be, even Whitecross? Well, I mean, he's only had one game, so he did look a little bit out of it the week before, a little bit out of touch. But uh, geez, he killed Callum Mills in the goal square. That was and that didn't was beautiful. didn't he immediately go? That's surely a free kick. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I, know, oh. I think that was him actually turning around saying, you know I'm Brendan Whitecross, right? <laughs> no. Hey, you fired the first shot on Whitey. Don't no, look I'm at just me saying like he that. was out of form. and He was. He obviously needs the, needed the confidence. No, it was um, good. He, he had a, he had a but it was a team game. effort and, yes. oh, how good was Cousins? Yeah, Cousins was great. He's great to watch. He was. He Little got quick in hands, it. he gets yep. the ball out. He he said he kicked one himself. He set up. I think he was involved in two goals. What did you think of the um, the team selection when it came out? You were pretty happy. Yeah, um, I, was, I was pretty excited by that. And not as some people will predict the fact that Langford got omitted. <laughs> Don't be mean. I know I've been critical of him this year, but I was more excited at the fact that we had some debutants. No, as if they listened to the podcast. They, they stopped listening after you said it wasn't about Langford because I was just talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> it was about no Langford and Whitecross had. Uh, reduced minutes last week or the week before so um it may have been he had some kind of niggle but yeah uh, maybe cousins didn't miss a beat did he really a really no, good really. really good debut um what did you think of wilsmore by comparison uh there was one moment where he had three swans around him i think in the last quarter there and we were going forward mm. and it was up to him to make sure possession didn't go back to them <laughs> and he made sure he didn't so uh, okay. although he had I think he had no possessions in that last quarter. That moment yeah. there where he didn't let the ball out and he also didn't get pinged for holding the ball yeah. was was critical. As he did in the first quarter. I think his first touch, the pill, he was pinged holding the ball, yeah. which is very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, but he, he, I want to put BT on blast yet again on this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, look, because... We should Will's, just have a segment. We should. We really should. Will's more got his hands on the footy. He gets pinged holding the ball and BT comes out with something like, oh, it's a bit different at this level. Oh, did he? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Leave the kid alone. Uh, oh. I thought he tried to exert himself. I thought that was good. I did. He did. Uh, Willsmore, I think he did, as, as you so rightly point out, he faded as the game went on. But, you know, he was in amongst it to begin with. And, you know, again... Well, he, only had, he only had 63% game time. Cousins had oh, 58. Well, there you so, go. But when Cousins was on, you could see his class. Yeah, you? he was visible, mm. which is exactly what you want. But, I mean, you know, they're debutants. So, if, if they did perform below average, well, they're only going to get better. And I wouldn't mind seeing them both still in the side. I think I think they've got a bit to show us still. Yep. Um, now, here's another thing. I, I talk about us trading messages on Twitter as the game went on. I was like, we've got this. This is ours. You, is you did. You three literally... Three quarter time. Yeah, at three quarter time, you said would be A-OK. You were like, oh, OK. Yep, sure, whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was trying to remain confident. I wasn't really, to be perfectly honest. Uh, last week, though, listeners, Tiz tipped the game would end in a draw. Do you remember doing uh, that? How close was it? So, I was so <laughs> nervous. But when uh, Ruffy had it, I felt sure that he'd either... At least he'd score. Yeah, I thought, he'd, I thought he'd score. I was confident of that. So as soon as he marked the ball, I had a big sigh of relief. I'm mm. like, well, he's going to put it through for something. Beautiful pass. Oh, this from Vickery? Mm. <laughs> so he, he was out there. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I mean, since, since we've brought it up, what do you think of Ty? Oh, they're playing around him, aren't they? He's not a focal point. No. No, he's not a focal point. Do you want him to be doing more? I thought he was um, very good. Contestedly, like uh, over the ball, he is surprisingly so, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a good contested footy player. I, I did not expect that when we <laughs> recruited good him below his knees. Yeah. yeah, I did not think that would be part of his game, which is which is one of McAvoy's strengths too. But uh, he was yeah. he was well down. Of course, they got a good ruck contingent up there in Sydney, but they got they certainly um, affected uh, oh, Callum Sinclair. Sinclair's uh, effect on the game after about half time. He didn't seem to turn up. But, no, uh, there no. was a bit of spite early, wasn't there? It certainly was. I don't know where that came from. Callum Sinclair was running around trying to knock people out. Grundy raised the elbow, which is apparently legal. And <laughs> Well, that's uh, we had a, a message uh, from one of our Twitter followers. If you want to get in touch with us, at Hawk Talk Pod, that's where you want to go. I thought we'd, we'd get at least a couple of weeks for head high contact. Yeah, well, we had, we had a tweet from Ali saying, how is Grundy's hit on Hodge, not a suspension. i got to admit, looking at the replay, I, I can't believe there wasn't another angle to it. Right. It would have been really good to see, like, maybe a couple more. Because mm. the ones they showed us, it wasn't even clear the extent of the force, really. It, it looks well, like... If you've ever been hit by the point of an elbow, it doesn't take a lot. It's a very yeah, hard well, part of the body. Well, yeah, obviously. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, it only needs to glance you and you get quite a hit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's what I was interested in—the different angles showing us what kind of contact. All the, all was the made. Sydney supporters on Twitter are like, "Oh, I just went over his shoulder, just brushed him." Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's not Hodge the kind of not that kind of player. <laughs> are you sure? The thing I found amusing about that little passage was, uh, did you see Hodge's elbow go up straight after the fact? He was ready to give Grundy one in the face as well. Fair enough. Yeah, oh, completely fair enough. Tip the elbow. Ta- me, yeah. I bet he. I bet he wouldn't have got off though. No. Anyway, no, exactly, and that's what Hawthorne supporters are crying foul about. Hodge definitely wouldn't have got off. He's, he's a thug, clearly. <laughs> clearly a thug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, premiership winning captain thug. But you can understand. Uh, is it psychological with Sydney now? Is it they've gone, <sighs> they've got so close so often in grand finals against us? You know, Maybe it is. Callum Mills, that was a shocking bloody kick for goal, whatever he was trying to do. 
I think he was trying to pass it, but he miskicked it. But um, he should have gone straight for home, no question there. But uh, yeah, maybe it is psychological because I mean, come to think of it, now since you bring it up, they're not very good at finishing out games, are they? No. I mean, you look Dean, at Richmond Towers, last year. Couple of oh, times. Dean Towers. Oh, Towers was exposed again <laughs> on the wing there. Wasn't uh, it him he, with Sicily? Uh, yeah, that's right. But he also set up their last goal of the game. He got that handball over the top to Zucchini. And, yeah, uh, all right, mate. Why don't you just marry him, all right? <laughs> if you like Dean Towers so much. Well, you know, you can't be too critical of the guy. Oh, oh I can oh, be. The, no, hang on. How do you say that? You can't be too critical of the guy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the third quarter looked mm. like it was going to destroy us again, and yes, there were two still players. A problem. There were two players that stood up, yep, and stopped the rot. One was Burgoyne, mm. and the other one Tommy Mitchell. Yes, didn't he love beating his former club? <laughs> he enjoyed that siren like I haven't seen since the grand finals. <laughs> and this is a week on from uh, his huge game against the Pies, which. Weirdly enough, it's quite bizarre indeed. It copped some criticism for somehow not being a good game. I mean, the bloke found the footy 50 times. But we didn't no, win. But, oh, yeah, but we know. didn't win. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that just undermines his, his effort then. Well, I mean, what? I don't understand. I mean, he's the only Hawthorne player to have done that ever. Mm-hmm. That's got to mean something. Mm. But, uh, you know... He sort of took the... It was, it was as if he was listening to his critics and said, you know what, stuff you guys. I'm going to have a brilliant game this week. Yeah. He uh, he collected 31 and at 83.9% efficiency. So I guess that's where the, the main criticism was coming from, was that his 50 what? touches weren't exactly efficient touches. Well, it was also the metres gained, because they were comparing it with... That's right. So uh, do you know what he got this week for metres gained? What did he get? 464 metres gained. Now, that is a significant improvement on last <laughs> week, wasn't it? He did, maybe he was listening. I Well... He's, the stats don't lie. The numbers don't lie. He had a fantastic game. Uh, let's also get to Sean Burgoyne as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, fittingly for Indigenous Round, he was one of the heroes. There's no question there. The stats tell the story with his game. 19 contested possessions and really stood up when it counted uh, in front of goal as well. Yeah. Two of the best goals of the game. you're likely to say. Well, of the game. But uh, yeah, it's just silk by name, silk by nature. Great free kick, too. <laughs> it was a good free kick. Uh, the commentators pointed that out. You, you know something's obvious when Cameron Ling points it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I was like, oh, Cameron Ling. Anyway, um, I thought Brand played quite well. Well, it was an enormous task, wasn't it? I know and, certainly... Uh, Gibbo on, on, had his best game for the year. He did. He did. It, look, heading in to the game, if you listen to social media... Or us. W- well, or us. <laughs> we were going to get absolutely pulverised. By well, their it, tall forward line. Oh, and, and Buddy in particular being the focal point. Now, as it happens, Buddy did get off the leash. He played a very good game. But unfortunately for Sydney, if you stopped Franklin, then you stopped the Swans. Um, he still got five goals. Yeah. But I think maybe their problem was that he couldn't have been their only focal point. That that was problematic for them. And, and Brand and Gibbo did just enough. They had reasonably good games and held things together that we were just able to see them off. Now, in that last quarter, Buddy had two touches. There you go. That's pretty telling, isn't it? You know, there's your match winner right there. Well, that's right. I mean, we just stepped it up on him, didn't we? Basically, yeah. And Luke Hodge was sensational. 
I mean, it was he a team was. effort, but there are a few players that were just oh, for sure. incredible. Liam Shields, immense once again. He's run into some brilliant form of late. Yeah, I said at half time, you know, we want to see him take it through to the second half. And yep. he did. He ran it out. 31 touches, 11 of those contested. And another important stat, 10 tackles. Yes, but 20 uncontested as well, which just yep. means he's getting to the outside of the pack as well. Mm. That, was a ter- mm. that goal that uh, Burgoyne put through on the run from 50... Oh, yes. Very it's, much enjoyed It was all that. down to Shields. It was. Keeping his head while four Sydney players tried to they kind uh, prevent of, his options. They, they were kind of... Those Sydney players were kind of in orbit around it, him. It they weird. just... And he went to kick it, and then he thought, no, I'll have to hang on to it another second because he's not in front of his player. Yeah, and they just let him. And kicked it over the back. Yeah. And then he took the tackle. So if he'd kicked mm. it early, he wouldn't have been tackled. But he took the force of the tackle and got it just out in front of Burgess for the perfect pass. <laughs> Now, there's one more player we need to make mention of. Obviously, Big Ruff. What a moment, hey? I mean, it, it comes 10 rounds into the season, but uh, that's got to be fantastic for him. Not only that moment, but he, he got 435 metres gained. He had a good right. game. I love how you're deploying this sexy new stat of metres gained like the rest of the football media. Well, you know, you got to go with it, don't you? <laughs> you got to keep up with the times. So, although... You know, you don't notice Ruffy a lot when he's not near goal because mm. he just sort of uh, works through the rhythm of the team. Yep. When he got it, I had no doubt that he'd score. Yeah. But then I was worried about it going down the other end and having a Richmond. But <laughs> <laughs> but he went and drilled it, and it was a fantastic kick. Yeah. Like it never looked like it was going to miss. We've done it again, Tiz. Hawthorne has done Sydney again. I said at the top of the show it was a case of deja vu. <laughs> and it really was. A long bomb from Cyril outside 50 last year in the in the dying stages of the game. And Ruffhead's done it again. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? <laughs> it's just so much fun playing Sydney in Sydney. <laughs> it is. Now, I, I did want to make mention of the fact that this... We should ha- definitely book tickets every year. Oh, this is this is the thing. we, we just, I think we made mention of it last week that... Um, me not being there <laughs> was ultimately going to be the deciding factor because both times I've been up to Sydney, the last two times I've played, Hawthorne has won. And I was there in 2012 when Saul kicked that wonderful goal. Oh, I remember minute. that. Yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. Um, now, in this household, it got a bit tense because it's a, this household that we're sitting and recording in, it's a uh, Sydney-Hawthorne split household. Now, I told you how to deal with this. <laughs> how was that? Well, you know, don't rub it in. Until the next after morning. the game, wait till the next day, <laughs> then go to town. I went to get coffee the next morning. That's how I dealt with that. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. It is. Yeah. I know. I know. It sounds like I'm pretty brutal with my promos each week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was noticeably sort of passive last week, and I didn't want to call you on it. Oh, what? <laughs> get out! That was one of my best. No, I'm just trying to gear you up for the next time we yeah, play. Yeah, fair enough. Sydney. All right. Yeah, you're firing me up now. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you port a service. Oh, we got a port now. Yeah. Uh, no, but it, it was pretty tense in that like last two minutes or so because I thought Sydney might have had it. Yeah. So uh, it was just the changing fortunes of it because I was on one side of the couch going, nah, we're stuffed. And then Ruffy kicks the goal. I'm like, I'll just reel that back in a bit. <laughs> Did, didn't didn't uh, Heaney start having an impact late on in that he game? Did. He did. That was really annoying. Yeah. He bobbed up and I was like, oh, bloody oh, come hell. On. Someone hit him. You know. <laughs> Hodge. Where's Luke Hodge with, a, with an errant <laughs> well, elbow? Up. He was really good. Yeah. That was, last right. that was, that was something that um, Dermot Brereton said. I mm. always quoted in 
Fox Sports or something is saying that we should keep on all our veterans mm. because although we might get a couple more games in, into these young fellas, yep. they're not going to be winning games. That's true. Yeah. Um, because Burgoyne and Hodge were in our top three. Yeah. Uh, Gibson played a really good role, even though Buddy obviously had a huge impact on the game. Mm. Uh, what do you what do you do? Do you get rid of those blokes at the end of the year and just sort of get games into the young fellas, or do you have them in winning sides, keeping their confidence up and and sort of robbing our talent of? Uh, I understand where Brereton's coming from, but I mean the future's got to hit sometime, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I mean you got to start preparing now, because I mean the fact is whether they go next year or the year after, the clock's ticking on those stars. Like their bodies are gonna get too old eventually for the game they're not going to be able to keep up so we know they're getting to the towards the end of their cycle i don't know if there's much value in delaying the inevitable i mean you know as far as that point of kids playing and losing sides and how that's not going to benefit them Mm. well yeah well that's football they could play in losing sides It, it might happen this year and if if you don't want it to happen this year it's probably going to happen when the stars you're talking about leave you're pretty much delaying the inevitable. So I think it starts now. Um, you know, I, there's... It's no... a question of development. Do you develop yeah. your talents better in a winning side where you've got some things you can rely upon? Or do you uh, develop from chucking them in the deep end quicker? Well, that's the thing that they're managing from week to week. And I think they're doing okay. I mm. mean, like I said, I was massively in favour of Cousins and Willsmore coming in. It's just a matter of juggling it from week to week. Um, what What is our outlook for the season now? Assuming that we're... Well, we're still a chance well, mathemat- to make the grand final. Mathematically, we are to make the grand final. <laughs> How annoying We did have someone podcast? ask, can we win the grand final on Twitter? And I thought, ooh. How annoying is this podcast to, to supporters of every other club? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean... Technically, yeah, and we, Gunner, we are a chance. Gunner came out last week and said we're looking to make finals and have an impact. And Do you want us to make finals? Sure, why not? What? Where's the downside in making finals this Actually, year? Actually, you know what? I, I retract that question because... Because uh, we're not getting the first draft pick and we're getting GWSs in the second yeah, round. Th- this is what I'm talking about. Now, I, sa- <laughs> I said last week, uh, I believe oh. it was uh, Al who tweeted us saying fulfilling our goal to wreck as many teams' chances as we can, as you discussed. That's exactly what we did to Sydney. I hoped, I said last week in the promo, I hoped we'd be the saboteurs of the competition. And it turns out, week one of that declaration, <laughs> there's a big tick in that box. Yeah, And uh, that's exactly what we're going to do to St Kilda. As long as they're getting that draft pick, we need to finish as high as possible. Oh, for no other reason than to absolutely shit their fans. They've got some big decisions. They've got the buy this week and they're interviewing... Um Rewalt and there's the other little fellow that runs around the boundary line. You're talking about Montagna? That's it. Yep. They're interviewing them to see whether they put them out to pasture and play the young kids. And it's a similar problem that we're we're facing. Oh, totally. And and for that reason, I hope they hold on to them. (laughs) I think it's it's arrested development, basically, is what they're dealing with. Yeah, but to be honest, I mean, this is their premiership window now with those ageing stars and they've just got to get more out of their playing group at the moment. You really think St Kilda are in a premiership window? Listen, mate, if they lose those two guys, it's going to be another two years. I think they've got a good list. I'm just not sure. Well, you watched them last week against Sydney. Yeah. And they made no movement in shutting down the corridor like Hawthorne had. 
that's effectively um, what their problem is. Broadly speaking, St Kilda don't really have a plan B, it seems. Which is, I'm guessing it starts with the coaching. I'm not... It's not as if I'm looking. I was looking at the field and going, "Okay, well, they're trying to do something, but it's not quite working." Mm. It's just they didn't adapt at all to what Sydney were trying the week before. So, I don't know. I think it's a coaching thing, but um, I don't know. Where do we sit in in terms of against St Kilda? Are we in a better position than them? Or I mean, um, ladder wise, obviously that's true. I wouldn't be asking that question. I just think they're further ahead in there rebirthing process someone said that i think it was uh last night on talking footy because i happened to be up late and it was a rerun uh wayne carey said that the swans are still in a better position than us and probably shouldn't read too much into the win is that a fair comment oh i don't know look they've had so they've had so many runs at a premiership that um statistically they're so unlikely to get one the afl must be so pissed off because they need (laughs) sydney really competing up there and creating a market. And if one of the teams falls away while the other one goes great guns, yeah, you know. I noticed that the GW, did GWS memberships hit 20,000 or something. Has it really? Oh, maybe oh, I'm, maybe I'm overstating it. But uh, <laughs> it's one of the cheapest ways to get a grand final ticket, of course. <laughs> yes. So that, that would be why that's happening. I, I know guys who never supported Hawthorne who bought a membership. Just so they could go to the grand final because we were getting there so often. That's a sign of a successful club, isn't it? It's clever. Do you think they're in a better position? Salary cap, Zach Jones leaving, Sam Reid off. Mind you, Sam Reid seems to have minimal impact when they need him. Well, he had minimal impact on the pine, to be fair. Hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, he played well in 2012, but that's about it. He's had a reasonable year. Smokey Dawson had a tweet. Is Are the Reid brothers the most injured brothers of all time? <laughs> And I replied, probably not, but we've never heard of the other ones. <laughs> Somewhere out there, maybe Jared Waite has a long-lost brother who plays <laughs> football in like a local league or something. They, they just seem to be terribly unfortunate, don't they? They do. They do. Um, I reckon Sam Reid, I reckon, has had a reasonable year this year. So are they in a better position? Going by the kids that they have out there on the park who actually get a game quite regularly now. Mm. Maybe they are. I, I like, you know, they've got some good talent, some good young talent, but uh, we're coming along. Okay. You know, I think we've had some pretty savage critics this year, mm. but, uh, you know, we're looking at... We, we, we had one tweet in uh, in particular, I'll just find, from, uh, from Ewan, who says, think we've found four to five plays we can build around, and he specifies three at least, Hardwick, Burton, and Howe. Yep. We're not I'd compl- add brand to that. Yeah, brand. Yeah, we're not completely at sea. I, I reckon we've got something, as Ewan says, that we can build around. So, what did you think of Jurai? Now you're very harsh on Jurai. Of course, I am. I wanted to get to players that might be in the gun. And what did you think, Jurai? I'd love to know his stats if you if you have them. Are there any significant stats we can look at with him? Um, Sixteen disposals. Sixteen, really? Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess 14 that makes sense. Kicks. Yeah. Running at seventy five percent efficiency. All right, so it's it sounds one like contested a... possession, fifteen uncontested. Yeah, that sounds two about... intercepts, ten marks. That sounds about right. Pretty good game. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Tiz, he makes me really nervous. May is that a hangover from how bad he was earlier in the year? Maybe because he never used to make me that nervous. I think he's lost a little bit of touch, but that's because yeah. he hasn't been playing in the AFL for a little while. I mean, he gets it a lot of, like. 
as you say, a lot of those were uncontested. He gets it in the back 50 and we need him to switch it. Uh, even the simplest of disposals, just to switch the ball, I'm like, nah. oh, this won't hit a target. 75%. I know, I, I'm wrong. I'm happy to concede I was wrong on that. Uh, I mean, it's not the 100% that Hardwick went at, but... Did Hardwick go at 100% again? Yes. He's a freak. How many touches did he have? He had 15. Bloody hell. Yeah. That's a find and a half. He's Ten doing kicks, well. five handballs. Jeez, okay. Well, well, since we're in the back half, is there another player you want to highlight? Um, oh, yeah, Ricky Henderson. Is that the one you're going for there? No, I was thinking Ryan Burden. I thought Ricky played quite well, actually. Yeah. We'll get to we'll get to Burton later. Everyone knows how good Burton is. Yeah, well, he's an obvious, bang on about obvious him. standout for that political award they have. The political award. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what is it? Rising Rising Star. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Ricky Henderson had twenty four at eighty three percent. Yeah, twenty four. Ten contested possessions. He is the phantom. I mean, we gave him that nickname early. We were on to that. Yeah, and well, I he, really he lives up to it because I did not see him get twenty four touches. He improved greatly from from uh, the Collingwood game. <laughs> yes, it's good to see. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to Burton. <laughs> Why are you so reluctant? <sighs> well, because you think everyone knows the story already. I didn't think he had his best game. But he did a couple of really showy things, I, which were great. I'll say that I agree with you. It's not his best game for the year, mm-hmm. but it was not a bad game. It was a very good game, 85%. Because the thing is about Ryan Burton is he's set the standard for himself awfully high. That's so good. I love that. So even if he doesn't meet it just, it still is no poor reflection on him. It still means he's had a good game. So Ryan Burton, I'm at that point, Tiz where I actually jumped onto Sportsbet and I had a look at the odds. Oh. I Jeez, reckon this is out of character. It is. I'm not a betting man at all. I reckon I'm willing to put a Everyone measly... jump off. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I'm willing to put a measly $20 note yeah. on Ryan Bird and Wing the Rising Star. How uh, much is he paying? He's at $4. Oh, is he? God, he's coming a lot. He was $9 yeah. two weeks ago. Oh, was he? Bloody hell. All right. Have you ever watched that Who's Gonna Win? Who's going to win? Yeah. So, Gunston has a trivia show. Who's going to win? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Who's going to win? Yeah, uh, okay. On the Hawks TV. Whoever whoever made that up, give them a raise. <laughs> Hawthorne, well done. Yeah. <laughs> what was the clever thing you had? Oh, we're talking in, in the, the Wills Moore. The yeah. Wills Moore. Yeah, Will Dallas Willsmore debut. Yes, he Willsmore. No, he won't Smore. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a letter from the club. Anyway. <laughs> Who's going to win yep. pits two players against each other in trivia? Okay. Now, I'm going to give you a, a few of the questions that oh, the players no. haven't got. Oh, no. Now, you got to remember, okay. they haven't got these. Okay. How is the number five written in Roman numerals? One. No, wait. No, it's not 1V. That's 4. It's just V. Just V. Yeah. Correct. Well done. Which is the longest river in the world? Uh, I could be completely wrong, but I want to say the Nile. That is correct. <laughs> okay. Batman's real name? Bruce Wayne. You were showing them up something chronic. They got none. Yeah. I'd expect maybe the Batman one, surely. Nope. Okay. I think Jonathan Segler guessed Robin on that one. <laughs> Which Sorry. Is, I think he was taking the mickey, but it, it's hard to be sure, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. I don't know. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because yep. the brain teasers... Okay. Before Mount Everest was discovered... What was the highest mountain in the world? 
Oh, uh, well, it's, okay, Mount Everest. Because it, it, it existed, but it wasn't... All right, is this... What is this segment? Is this designed to embarrass me? No, Seg's okay. got that. Oh, he got it! <laughs> he got he that couldn't, He couldn't get Bruce Wayne, but he got the yeah. brain teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're in a cabin, and it's pitch black. Yeah. You only have one match with you. Yeah. Which do you light first? The newspaper, the lamp, or the fire? I don't even really get this one. Uh, the fire? That's no, the match. I'll light the match first. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. right, okay. Yeah. Anyway, these are terrific. I hate this segment. <laughs> it I'm, is, I'm never going to watch. It is, it is quite literally I'm never one of the w- worst game shows I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. It's it's like hold your head in your hands television. Oh, brilliant. Well, that just sounds like the Hawthorne social media to a T, doesn't it? Ooh, here we go. Yeah, Did you see they've done burn. a comic version of the game? A comic version? A comic version. It's like Lichtenstein has gone to town on images of the Hawthorne win. Do people, the Hawthorne fans know who Lichtenstein is? But no, his work. Okay, all right. He's the guy that sort of does everything and makes it look cartoonish. Sure, that sounds like a comic to me. <laughs> but I think fair. we should talk about 150 gamer, Luke Bruce. Yes. Who's one of the fastest to ever get to 150 games. He is, I didn't realise that. That's they pointed incredible. that out on the TV. And he put three goals away. Yep. One of which was was a beautiful pickup, and then three handballs before he slotted it with a <laughs> yeah. boomerang. That I th- was I thought beautiful. they might have overused that uh, in that passage of play. Personally, how good was Cousins' pickup though? That was terrific. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Luke Bruce has been a handy little goal sneak for us this year. Mm. I mean, he's uh, he's been a pretty critical component for us getting up and going in games. Yeah, he he's, he gets out of the box really well, doesn't he? Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, White Cross. Getting to a hundred, at last. Uh, let's do, get some questions and comments from Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod, and uh, that just reminds me: if you want to jump on iTunes and um, rate and review us, uh, you know, do all that stuff, like our show, basically, express that you like our show and that you like listening to us, because it's been really good. We've had some great feedback. I think uh, our five star reviews are just off the chart now. Are we up to a hundred stars yet? We're not up to, <laughs> up to hundred stars. We're close. We're very close. We're two five-star reviews away. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So we've got 18 five-star reviews and only five-star reviews. The people out there are being very generous with us. We want to get to 100 stars. It's all those phones I've been borrowing. <laughs> He's signing into multiple accounts. <laughs> so that's what it is. Huh? Okay. No, people have been very lovely. And uh, yeah, thank you. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. And, and also the conversation online is good. I yeah, it that. is. It was a very good Friday night debriefing with everyone and talking about the positives and negatives. Uh, we had some questions, as I said, from uh, from Twitter uh, and comments indeed. Uh, Pajomi says, Two clutch games, Melbourne now swans, where Ruffy and Silk have stood firm in dying minutes. So it just goes to show you that, you know, the old guards still have a bit to offer, don't they? I mean, Ruffy's not close to retiring, obviously, but no. Burgoyne's on the way out, you would think, just simply because of how old he is. Well, um, if he keeps performing like that... Well, yeah, I mean, I say he's on the way out. He's probably not going to be at this rate. But the thing is, they're not going to be consistent now at their age. And so you need mm. to be able to fall back on the younger fellas. And that's... Uh, the young boys' performances on Friday night allowed Burgoyne to do that. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because it, they, it was like whack-a-mole. They didn't know who to sit on. You had Shields running beautifully. You had Cousins also having an impact. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You uh, just couldn't sit on him. Andrew tweeted tweeted at us saying, thumbs up to our young backline for standing up under pressure, just. I think, um, 
you know, you can talk about Ruffhead's clutch goal and Burgoyne's clutch goal, but as you say, it's it's not made possible without the young kids, a lot of which were in our back line, uh, and we just had to stand up under pressure, and we did that. Well, it sounds a bit blasé, but play your role, yeah. that's exactly what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. The idea of play your role takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Mm. You don't have to have an immediate impact or an obvious impact. You just have to play your role for the team. Yeah. And as long as you do that, you'll get you'll get a good review from the coach. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do anything special or flashy. Just basically do as you're asked and that's fine. <laughs> and everybody has a similar um, level of performance expected of them. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to get to a Twitter or... I'm going to get to a tweet from Tim. It says, best I've seen Shields play, big tick. Maybe one downer is Sicily is a bit choosy when he decides to compete. This is something I wanted to talk about, Tiz. Cause was, I did notice a moment he, he wanted a free kick, which wasn't, which isn't a great look. No, it's not. I, I mean, you know, if you, if you look through the tape, I dare say there's quite a few moments where I'd be very frustrated. Really? Um, yeah, it just seems... He's just hovering. He just seemed to hover a lot and didn't go in and get the footy and didn't really impose himself. I know on some occasions he was quite important for us, but um, I don't know. I think I, I, I want to I see him have that killer instinct. When well, he's... I didn't notice him get angry, which is generally a trademark of his best games. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I, I just want him to get... I guess, yeah, I, I want him to get a bit angry. Or just have um, a, a measurable hunger for the ball. I just thought he floated about a bit against Sydney and sometimes didn't stand up when it was really required. What but, did you know. think of um, Franklin's hit on hit on um, Brand? I don't even remember it. I know Brand was sent off with uh, a concussion test, wasn't he? Yeah, he went down into the rooms. Yeah, I, I don't, don't, I don't even was, remember that moment. I don't moment. think that was looked at. No. I don't recall it too much. I don't think they gave that much airtime. No. No, I don't think they did either. Mm. <laughs> what are you looking Funny at me that, like that? The oh, producers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? There's Sydney bias. Um, no, I just think they want. If you're Channel Seven, you don't want a game without Buddy, do you? That's very true. Uh, we've got another question from uh, Carlo, who says O'Meara reckons he might fulfil Tiz's wish and play against Adelaide. Is it only worth it if finals are a chance, or should we just write off his year? Oh God, no. He needs the touch. He needs some mm-hmm. confidence. He needs to. Get out there on the park. You know, it was a good thing I stayed up and watched Talking Footy because O'Meara was on. Was he? Yeah, he got interviewed and he reckons he's okay. I haven't watched that for a long time. No, it's you're not missing anything. <laughs> I mean, you might have missed O'Meara, but that's literally what, he, what did he say? Is he positive um, or? He is positive. Yeah, he seemed like he was quite buoyant in spirits and he's still going to get through this conditioning block, but. Yeah, he seemed pretty positive about the outlook. But, I mean, it's one of those things that when players get interviewed about this sort of thing, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, what what else are they going to say? Yeah. They're not going to forecast. This is why I don't watch cricket, etc. <laughs> They're not going to forecast doom and gloom, are they? They're not going to say, nah, my body's stuffed. I mean, for their own personal sake, you know, mm. for their yeah. own prospects, they're not going to say that, yeah. let alone what the fans might be thinking. Bloody media training, you know. It's a, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it is media training. But, you know, I've sometimes you do have to take players at face value and I believe he, he seems pretty positive and upbeat about his situation. Would you so. play him through the VFL first or? Yeah, probably. You would? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly wise um, to get straight back at the senior level. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I think it's you're asking for trouble there. Well, you get a better state of ground generally in the AFL. That's true, but the intensity better is... Better facilities. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are travelling to Adelaide, so I don't know about better facilities. You know, they have um, houses made of straw and sticks there. They might get bricks one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. We we have listeners in Adelaide. Have you seen the divisions? Do we, do we have? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was looking. We've got uh, listeners in the UK, the US, Japan... One in India. Let's pat some other people on the back and get to some awards, eh? Oh. It's award season. Can we mention the umpire that got struck in the face? In that? <laughs> we can. Oh. oh, poor bugger. And he got up. He did. He bounced straight back up. Well done to him. That looked really like it was painful. It did. Did, did, did he have a broken nose? Three away straight to the face. Oh, it was shocking. <laughs> but he did bounce straight back up and he awarded the goal. And Then he, he went off with the blood. Yeah, ball. he wasn't seen after that. Mm. But good on him. That was... Uh, Maybe the only the only thing that happened in the Northern Territory at that game that was of any interest. <laughs> Did you watch any of it? Gee, go, gee uh, Rodney Eid was gutted. You just reminded me. Thanks for bringing up Rodney Eid. Did you see him? I think it was post-match. He was getting a massage. Oh, it yeah. Was a brilliant That's vision. Right. On the neck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it amuses me so much. I don't know why they put it to air, but anyway. <laughs> well, it's just great content, Tiz. It's what the people want. They want to see Rodney Eid getting a massage. And BT in the rooms, yeah. Can I just say, we have been totally undersold as a footballing side for beating Sydney. I'd agree with that. Absolutely no credits. Yeah, for sure. It was all Sydney's fault. They had injuries, etc., etc. It probably helped us a bit that there were two men down. But they didn't alter their tactics at all, all night. They just waited for Buddy to do his thing. Yep. They were nonchalant. They weren't aggressive in any real way. Mm-hmm. Tippett didn't have any impact forward or centre. Yeah, Tippett is not great, is he? <laughs> I think. Can we concede that now? As, as a wider footballing community, Pap- can we just Papley say... looked good once. Yeah. You know, and it was down to our team ethic. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, we played better as they, a team. They showed up like they thought they had already won it. Well, a lot of our fans thought they did, but it turns out that, no, they need to put in more work than that. Uh, as I said, they were two men down, but I mean... You want to rattle off our list of injuries? I mean, you're tearing your hair out listening to the commentary. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, for for a variety of reasons, obviously. But the idea that Sydney is so undermanned, and then you look at, okay, well, we've got two debutants tonight, and we don't have Rioli, we don't have Stratton, you know, Frawley. I mean, our back line is nothing like it would yeah. be in our best 22, and they're still getting the job done. Yeah, so, I mean, to that extent, I think people have been underselling it. Um you know, does that mean we're a chance for finals? I, I, I don't think I want that. I just want people to say, well done, Hawthorne. I want people to pat us on the back. But the fact is, Tiz, people have been patting us on the back for so long that they're sick of doing it. <laughs> their, their hands are sore. Oh, I don't remember them patting us on the back. What, even throughout the uh, the premiership years? Can you remember a grand final we went into, odds on favourite? That's a very good point. Hmm. Yeah. So- that's a very good point. Yeah, they've what, always underrated us. Yeah, what what did it take for people to rate us? <laughs> I mean, went into Frio, the 2013 Grand Final against Frio, and it was uh, the narrative was Hawthorne will crumble under the manic pressure of Fremantle the, and the, the intense tackling pressure, yeah, the purple haze, which yep. turned out to be a violet crumble. <laughs> it's, it's very well done. Thank uh, you. And, it's not my work. Oh, well, there you go. Well, it's, it's good to say. I'm glad you're honest about it. Uh, I'll pay it anyway. Um, and, yeah, they, they did indeed crumble Frio. We showed them, we, we met them 
on the, on the same level for pressure. And, and then it was Buddy the versus done. the Hawks the following year. Yep, that's right. Uh, that was their big weapon who, you know, had a reasonable game, but it wasn't enough. Absolutely dominated them. And then West Coast, because we'd lost interstate to West Coast. The Weagley Web. Yep. No one gave us a chance to break through it. And, I mean, all it need, all that we needed was one player to break through it who <laughs> ended up winning the Norm Smith. So One of the greatest, one of the least defensive displays I've ever seen is where Ruffy just handballs it out to Cyril in the first quarter. That was ridiculously oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. But, um, yeah, you, you are right. It's I think that's something that is interesting, isn't it? It's it's maybe the... the there haven't been too many teams that have won three in a row, but ours isn't particularly celebrated, or at least it wasn't at the time. We're just a great footballing club. We're absolutely destroying the law of averages. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're telling us that we're never going to be anywhere and then you're looking at our list now with our injuries and we're still performing i mean i know it's sydney and they're not at their greatest ebb at the moment no that's to do it up there to do it up there yeah i just i just feel in saying that it's sydney and they're not at their best you're almost you've been infected with what the rest of the media are trying to peddle no well they're not at their best mate they have the best player in the competition who, who can do virtually anything right now. Buddy Franklin was at his best again. They really, they could have won that. See, Buddy was at his best at Hawthorne. Yeah. To me. Well, yeah, he was. But you can't deny Friday night was some of his freakish work at its finest. I mean, he mm. was bloody good. But yeah, I mean, you know, if anyone asks me, nothing surpasses 2008 still. Yeah. I just don't know how you can argue that wasn't his best year. I mean, the numbers alone, 113 goals, was it? 113 in the one year? Yep, including finals. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right, yeah. He's got, he hasn't got anywhere near that since. So, until he does, if he does get near it, that might be his new best year. But <laughs> 2008 for mine, you won't see a better year from Lance Franklin, especially as he gets older. Um, do we want to talk anti-fantasy? Uh, as I had Jake Lloyd, no. <laughs> okay. He scored a two. <laughs> he scored two. That's right. Well, how many minutes did he last? And he, he lost went... 41k. So okay, In value, is that? Yeah. Right, okay. So you should have had him. <laughs> you were going to have McVeigh, but he didn't, wasn't selected, was he? No, no. I thought about getting McVeigh in, because I took your advice on that. You did advise me during the week. You're like, yeah, you might want to consider this guy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I did have... Um, Marsh and Laidler, but neither can get a look in the side anymore. Oh, they they're did so it, good up there, aren't they? They did at the start of the year. I had uh, Dustin Martin as my captain this week. Who did you have as your captain? Darcy Gardner still. Oh, God. <laughs> have you lost any money yet? I'm not sure, to be honest. I'll, I'll look at my rank. I'm just signing in now. Uh, let's see. Well, my team value is still hovering around 10804000 So it's, it's always been about... You're still the- made money. <laughs> It's always been about the 10 million mark. My rank is 126,595th. So that might have gone down. Um, but I'm I'm looking at my LVP, my least valued player. I think it might have been Mason Wood. Mason Wood had a shocker against Carlton. He scored 47. That's still pretty high for your lowest. I've got a two. Really? Yeah, but he was injured. Come on. <laughs> His first few minutes he's injured. Of course he's not going to score well. <laughs> I think I've got the lowest score for the year out of the two of us. Oh, you're on. 
I mean, individual. Why, what does this game become now? Hoping people get smashed in the opening seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darcy Gardner, 118. Oh, so, okay. Because Captain's double points, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he scored 118. Uh, a few people bobbed up that really killed me. Uh, Jake Melksham, 117. Wow. I mean, ridiculous. Connor Blakely for Frio. In a side that got beaten by 100 points. Connor Blakely, who the hell is he? He scored 119. Mm. So that killed me as well. Uh, Jack Watts, 99. Lewis Jetta. I didn't think he was picked this week, oh, and I had him as an emergency. so good. What did he get? 107. <sighs> I mean, he hasn't been picked barely all year, and he and, and the time he is, he's he's an emergency <laughs> on my team, and he gets 107. How much have so, you made on Louis? <sighs> I have no idea. I'll have to suss this stuff out off here. This is great. I love it. <sighs> Just You'll be laughing on the other side of your willing face yourself when I, when to I fail. You. Willing yourself to fail and it's not working for you. Yeah, well, it's all fun and games now, but when I top your score one week, <laughs> and I probably will. I got 1999 this week. Okay, well, I, I didn't get anywhere near that. And, you got uh, 1,446. I feel that's a dipper scoreline. Uh. Only 1999. Oh, I can't do his voice. <laughs> you work on that impression during the week. We'll get back to it next <laughs> podcast. All right, I guess we should look ahead to next week. Well, how do you how do you fancy us for against Port? It's a Thursday night game. Yeah, I don't enjoy Thursday night games. Port's got a bit more of a break. I think oh, it was like yeah, but they were playing in Geelong. Oh yeah, true. They had true. a really really tough game, but it's tough for us. I mean, two yeah. weeks in a row traveling. I'm not sure how we stack up against Port. I never really enjoy traveling over to Adelaide to play Port Adelaide. I just don't think we ever fare that well against them. Unless it's at a final EMCG, then we're fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I get nervous about these games. I'm not expecting much. I just feel like we set ourselves for certain games and they're the ones we're going to really show in and the rest of the time we'll be doing a holding pattern. So you, you don't tip us this week? No, I don't think so. After I'm very buoyant with the latest result, but I think yeah. uh, Port Adelaide are playing very good football. And they're unlucky and they'll be very, very aggressive this week. That's but uh, obviously you're thinking we'll win. I have to, mate. That's how I write these promos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not tiptoe around it anymore. This Thursday night, it's a blockbuster clash. A team that's dominated the competition goes up against a team that's languished in mediocrity for over a decade and wears teal. So you can't even compare the clubs, past or present. Now I know Port fans love to reflect upon Mark Williams choking himself with his tie as poetry in motion. You know, one of those classic grand final moments. I prefer to think of it as a foreshadowing of the 2007 grand final. When your club choked. When you were handed the most savage beating in modern AFL history by a long margin. And to Geelong of all teams. Just a year later, Hawthorne showed you how it was done. Not only that, we used Stewie Dew to do it. Doesn't that just burn? Both teams set an example, but it's Hawthorne that sets the good example. And that's how it's going to be in a few days' time. I know you don't like us, probably as much as we don't like you, but let's be honest, your legion of mouth-breathing, bottom-feeding, imbecilic fans should be thanking Hawthorne this Thursday when the fans trudge like zombies into Adelaide Oval. As long as we're visiting, there's finally something worth seeing and doing in Adelaide. I can't imagine how Port fans kept busy when the team went to Shanghai. My best guess is they were racist in front of the TV instead of live at the ground. This Thursday night in the city of churches, you better say your prayers and strap in for the second coming of the mighty Hawks. Yeah, well, we won't be releasing that one until after the game for all the fans who are <laughs> attending. Um, <laughs> right, just for their own safety. Yeah, and for your own safety, 
please take along a banana. <laughs> Here is my favourite tweet of the week. Yep. From a Mr. Graham Corns. Okay. Who tweeted, every time you see every time you see Burgoyne play well for Hawthorne, the question must be asked. Yep. Why is he no longer at Port Adelaide? Do you have an answer for it? No, but you- I just retweeted it and enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> And that's our privilege as a Hawthorne fan. We just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't the case earlier this year, but we forget about that, don't we? We just uh, we just hold our heads high and move on. As we look ahead to Port Adelaide, uh, final tips, I'm going to say, who knows? Who knows this year? There, there's no winner here. What, there's no winner against Port In Hawthorne? tipping this. No, no, I guess not. Will I tip the draw again? Tip the draw again. I was only I dare goal you. off. Yeah, you're only a goal off. Okay, I'll tip the draw. All right, Tiz is tipping the draw. I guess I'll tip that we win. All right, that's going to do us this week on the Hawk Talk podcast. Make sure you get in touch with us at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, we're gearing up to, well, well, we're looking at 500 followers. That's our next big target. So get on board at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be great. We're heading towards 100 stars. A 100 star podcast. That's what we're looking at now. And uh, we'll be, uh, well, one of us will be live tweeting. Hopefully. Do you want to do the honours this week, or would you would you like me to? People seem to like when you live tweet more than me. Really? Yeah, I think, yeah. We seem to get a lot more followers than people are bored <laughs> when you do it. <laughs> Garbage. I will, uh, I will live tweet the replay. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. I'm happy to do it. It's all good fun. All right. Well, one of us, either way, will be live tweeting the game, so make sure you're on board for that. Until then, we are a happy team at Hawthorne.